there, friend. I have a question for you. Do you ever get in a funk? Like, do you ever feel exhausted from posting and putting yourself out there? How about getting the confidence to put your personality into your business? Does that make you feel a little shaky? Well, today is your lucky day because you get to listen in on business owners just like you who through a one-on-one coaching session exclusive to social curators asked me these pressing questions and more. Y'all, Danny, Krista, Ken, Samantha, and Madison had the best questions, and I know you're going to learn a ton in this episode. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, my name is Danny Rast, and I am the marketing strategist for our company called Swiss Performance Sailing that is run, my husband and I founded it, um, and basically we do anything from uh, going coaching sailing teams to sailing with them to running programs. And this month, we're launching a new product for racing boats um, called Robomark. Okay, so Danny, Danny, okay, 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 okay. (laughs) I just, okay, number one, shout out to the podcast producer, Christy, for bringing in some of the raddest freaking curators. I'm sure, I'm sure Christy had no idea, but like JD and I, we live in Newport beach and we're two Brown kids from the hood, right? Sailing was not something we ever even knew kids could do until we moved here. And we're like, what kids on water? What is this foreign concept? And now I'm like, Luna needs to sail. Where did this come from? I have no idea, Danny, but now that you're here, I'm like, Oh my God, I look at me. I'm going to be buying from curators. I'm just going to be, okay. So robo sale. The product is called robo mark. Excuse me, RoboMark. Our company is called Swiss Performance Sailing since we are based in Switzerland. I'm this from is, America, but I'm, we're based in Switzerland. Yeah. I just feel like I just have such a girl crush right now. I can't even deal. Okay, I'm totally... I mean, Danny, like, I just need to pull my trash together. And we need to get to the focusing on the question. But like, number one, my heart is exploding. Happy you're here. <laughs> I'm going to be buying all of your stuff. What's the question? The, the question is... Do you ever get into a funk? And I'm talking to you as a person now and also at the beginning of uh, your social media quest. Do you get exhausted from posting, putting yourself out there? And how do you get past that? What is the one thing that gets past that point of like, I'm tired of this kind of thing? Okay. Well, it's a good thing my heart exploded because it just deflated right now. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So real talk at the time of this recording, I am going to be taking 10 days off of, of everything of social media, of computer, of everything I need to check out. And social media, um, it's always a part of my business, but I make it very clear that if I didn't have a business, I wouldn't be on social media. It's not a natural skill set for me. It is a discipline that I have developed because as a girl who grew up poor, if you saw a hamburger just sitting out there, you wouldn't let the hamburger just go to waste. You'd eat it. Social media is like my business hamburger. It's like a free meal. It's, it, it, it's, it's a change of my life. And so wait, I'm just going to not eat the hamburger. I'm a vegetarian. So it's like a tofu burger. Like, am I just not going to do that? The answer is no. And if you told me next week that riding two horses while on your knees and waving a tambourine is how you grow a business, watch me get two horses. Like I'm just doing whatever I can to grow my business. But do I fall into a funk? Yeah. You know, back when 
the pandemic really hit the U.S. We're looking at that April, May timeframe. And then there's a lot of civil unrest. There's a lot of injustice in America. There was a lot of like, you know, race lines, a lot of political lines. It felt so much. And I began to resent social media because I did not know how to show up. But I realized that I was making my efforts about me. And when I shifted my purpose into, I need to show up to show other business owners how to show up, it was the thing that kept me going. And it was the thing that kept me going. And now that we're like months past it, I don't think I ever fully came back to myself. And so I said, okay, now I feel like I've done all I could. I've showed and I've demonstrated what I'm asking small business owners to do. I need to take some time. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. So first call of action is don't do anything at the cost of your mental or physical well-being. So there's that. And then also understanding that nothing is worth the cost of marketing your business. But then also tying it up with understanding that the reason you show up is because somebody needs to hear from you and your husband's perspective. And sure, somebody could say, but Jasmine, it's just sailing. I don't think anything is just anything. It's catharsis, it's therapy, it's nature, it's wholeness, it's competition, it's joy, it's teamwork, all of that stuff. So you do need to show up for them to empower them to keep on going. So how are you feeling right now? I think on the your track of what you're talking about is right now I'm focusing our posting with your ideas and stuff like that. And it's kind of like empty a little bit. And I have a lot of ideas. I put uh, like a web graph together about um, what I want to put out into the world, which is a lot of like, kind of like what you do, but in sailing way, like how do you get to a regatta? How do you start making a team and all that kind of stuff? And I feel like once I get to that point, I'm going to actually, it's not going to be as much work Whereas right now, like trying to just show up on oh, social media. Oh, Danny. Not, yeah. Let me just break into you. Well, no, like I know that it's work, but it's like. No, no, it's no. It's fun. like, no, no, honey. No, no, no. Like there is no mistake here, darling. It's not more fun. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's here's the thing. There is fun. Com- if you're not having fun, here's the thing. It is fun. But if you're not having fun doing what you're doing now, you won't have fun doing that. But it's a change of, um, like right now, I'm just trying to put our business onto social media because we're starting from scratch like this year. And I found you because I also work with a company called Ranker Works here and I build websites. And so I help her with also stuff and researching. That's how I found you. And you started putting all these ideas into my head. And so I want to be able to give my experience and my husband's experience and give it to people even like you that has never sailed before that might be interested in it. How do you even get involved and making sailing more accessible because the pro sailing is um, these wealthier people pay my husband to go on board with them. But I want it. Not everyone is wealthy enough to bring my husband on board for the weekend. So I want those people to have access to my husband and mine uh, experience and know and knowledge of simple stuff that you can do on a boat to make you go faster, to have a better day on the water. So that's where I, I think what you have told me right now is like, you, I need to focus more on that and get it out there and do the work that way. 
oh, okay, if people could see me right now, I'm literally scratching like my head. And this is when I'm just like, the ideas are just coming out. Everything you just said makes the, my chills on like my right arm. Like the hair is all standing up because everything you said is such freaking good content. Everything. The fact that you want to take a luxury item and bring it to the masses is a freaking mission statement if I've ever heard one. And on the days that you get tired and all the days you get overwhelmed, all the days you don't know to post, you're not doing it for the person who's made it to the regatta. You're doing it for Luna, whose parents have no idea, but they just want to put her on a boat. Like that's who the content's for. But let me just tell you now is that if you're using the social curator let's say caption templates, or maybe that you're using the coaching and it doesn't feel right for you. It's because you didn't have a clear enough mission. So now when you go through and you pick a social curator caption template to customize, that's like about me or my why or behind the scenes. And it's just like, you might look at the template and be like, this feels a little empty. It only feels empty if you're not infusing it on who are you speaking to the behind the scenes. So this is, and guess what, Danielle, Danny, I'm getting serious. I'm going to use your birth name. Guess what, Danielle? Um, You must be putting out the content ugly and scrappy and messy and shaky. And you show the non-glamorous things that fall when the boat tips. And you show somebody getting motion sickness. And you show the sunburns. And you show like the unfashionable attire that what like real people of the water wear all of that. And then you use social curator as the guidance for consistency. That's just it. But doll, you know, your mission now you just have to do the work. Exactly. And have a product launch all at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, that's what it is for the rest of your life, Danny. Like it's always, I, I got to start from scratch and I also got to do 10 other things. Like that's just the life of a business owner. Like it yeah, doesn't get, yes, we are lucky, but it doesn't get easier, Danny. It gets more complex because there's more on the line. So I just want to say, you know what you want to do. And I'm sitting here saying that's such a freaking good idea. I'm saying that the content is compelling. I'm saying that you probably feel like you don't have enough time. Well, whatever time you have, make it work. You are so set up for success. I want you to believe that with all of your heart because social media is made for your type of content, made for it. Yeah. And I can't wait to listen back to this every six days so that I can... Keep up the work. Yes, queen. This is your personal message to say that there are girls, black and brown girls around the world who need Danny. I would love that. You're not going to would love it. You're going to love it. I'm going to love it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm. Sailing to people is one of my favorite, favorite things to do. Then that's who you do it for. You put one person, you put your dream, you put your dream customer the future girl who watched what you did, found a way to get to the water, got a scholarship to college and can say, she was the person who showed me everything I needed to know when I didn't have access to it. That's your person. I think it's freaking brilliant. I think it's amazing. How can people find you and support you and just get to know more about sailing? Um, so spsailing.ch on uh, Facebook and Instagram and also uh, spsailing.ch on the web. Beautiful. Danny, thank you. Enjoy Switzerland. Eat some chocolate for me. Eat like 10 pieces of chocolate, please. Please. Maybe I'll have to send you some. (laughs) 
Not maybe. I mean, girl, I'm going to buy whatever you're selling so you can just add in a bar of Swiss chocolate right on top. <laughs> you have to get some swag, some SP sailing swag for you. Yes. Like Luna wear it out here in Newport to oh, be like, I yes, my baby knows what's up. Yes. I love it. Danny, thank you, doll. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. Um, my name is Crystal Lorienzo and I'm a mom. I'm a full-time psychology student and I am in the direct sales company Monate and we offer anti-aging skincare and hair care and as well as a business opportunity. Beautiful. How can I serve you? Well, as someone in direct sales, um, can you help me move past the fear of what people will think of me when I offer my product or opportunity? No. <laughs> I can't. Uh-oh. Because the only person who can control that fear is you. But I would like to talk with you about it. I'd like to call out a, a lot of the common fallacies. Right. And one of the top fallacies, one of the top lies that we believe is that if we don't show up, people will not have an opinion. But Krista, they're going to have an opinion if you show up or if you don't. They're going to have an opinion if you sit on your couch with your son's headphones or if you're out <laughs> running a 5K. They're going to have an opinion of you if you drive a nice car, if you drive a beater. They're going to have an opinion of you if you're talking about hair care or if you don't. They will have an opinion, period. So if they're going to have an opinion, your only objective is to do the dang thing that you want to do, knowing they're still going to judge you, whatever it is. And then secondly, the lie we like to believe is that the more we're liked, the richer we are, more sales we get, or the better of an entrepreneur we are. And that's a lie. Likes don't pay your bills. It is better for you to put out a post with three people who like it and one person who buys than to put out a post with 3,000 people who like it and ain't nobody buying. I am not in the business of getting people to like me. I am in the business of getting people to trust me. And oftentimes when we put out content to build trust, that doesn't be synonymous with liking. Yeah, we've been on coaching sessions where people say, I didn't like you. You're right. You're right. You didn't like me because I said the truth and that rubbed you the wrong way. I'm going to keep on spitting the truth because when it finally hits you over the head, like the brick it is, you will then say, that was the nicest thing that somebody could do for me is to hold a mirror to my dang face and say, you got something in your teeth. And so truth doesn't make you likable, but truth makes you trustworthy. And if you're trying to sell something like you are in direct sales, the only thing you want to get in, baby, is the game of trust. And you build trust by showing up as you. You build trust by showing up just the way that when we hopped on this call and you said, son, help me get on here. I'm not sure how this works. That was funny. It All of everybody who is sitting right here on this call with you, we liked you a little bit more. Right. Based on what, Krista? Five seconds of the truth. That's just facts. So if you get on your stories and say, <laughs> okay, I feel awkward. My son's going to make fun of me, but my hair looks good. Guess what? 98% of the people watching that story be like, that Krista, she really needs to go back to her psychology books. <laughs> and you want to know what? They ain't going to buy from you. And the 2% who say, you know what? I like her. Those are the people who pay your bills and you thank them and you continue spitting the truth. So hmm. will I help you get over people's judgment of you? No, only you could do that. Right. But the thing I want you to repeat again and again and again, likes don't pay your bills. People will judge you if you do the work or you don't. 
and you are not in the business of likes, you are in the business of trust. Say that every single day. Get your face in front of your camera, wash your hair, put on some blush, and you tell people what it is that you do. That is how you sell. That's it. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you. So, you know, in social character, we're all about taking action because it's not enough for me to come in and make Krista feel good. That's not my job. My job is to get you to do something because now you were a member and you were a watcher and you're a consumer of my content. Yes. But now we got real close. I'm looking at you in your face and I'm going to ask you, what are you going to do in the next 30 days? Well, one thing I've really been afraid of is going live on my personal Facebook page because all my friends, old friends and family are there. Like I will do stories. I'll go in my group, but I just will not. I'll even put it in my planner. I'm like, I'm going to go live tomorrow and I will not do it because that fear just I don't know. It's just this fear that I have that I really need to overcome. And I am, I'm getting a little better with, you know, even going in my group was hard for me, which I have overcome, but I'm going to start going live in Facebook. I'm going to do it. And you're going to do it in the next 30 days. Oh yeah. Okay. I might even do it in the next week and just do it and just get it out of the way so I can be more comfortable with it. I love it. The first time is always the hardest, but can I invite you to do something that I, that I found super helpful is when I have to do something that I'm wildly um, afraid of or unqualified, like the time that I had launched this podcast, the time that I started TikTok. This, like, I want you to look at recent things in my career. I come out and I say exactly what I fear people are thinking. I don't know how to do it. I look stupid. What if I fail? When you start your Facebook and say, I have been selling for X years and I have never come on here because I'm afraid. Hmm. I don't want to bother my family. The girl from junior high who I know follows me. I don't want to do this. People will be like, hot dang. What is she speaking? The truth. Okay. I like that. When you, when you call out yourself before anybody else, it doesn't sting. It doesn't sting. Nice. Okay. I like that. So (laughs) in the next, we're going to split the difference. You say a week, I say 30. We're going to say in the next 14 days, Krista is going to go on her personal Facebook account and you're just going to speak your truth. You're going to talk about who you are and talk about what you do. And you're going to say, this is going to be a common theme. If you don't like seeing me live, you can mute me. But if you do, you want great hair, you want good skin, want nice nails, keep tuning in. Say it for what it is. That's awesome. I love that. That works. And I love you. Okay. How can people find you? you How can people Um, find you on social? Well, my name is hard to spell, but I am Krista Lorienzo 513 on Instagram and Krista Lorienzo on Facebook. That's beautiful. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I am helping inspiring coaches and course creators uh, plan, execute, and ultimately crush their launches over and over again. And uh, hopefully they can get more leads, sales, and have a massive impact as well. I love this. So you're a launch coach. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah. Launch strategist. Oh, launch strategist. Oh, love it. Okay. How can I serve you? Well, here's the thing. I do have a podcast and we actually started up around the same time, October last year. So, Oh, amazing. Exactly. Great yeah. minds think alike. Okay. Exactly. But the thing is, I have no problem showing up on a podcast. I feel comfortable about that, doing that, you know, feeling safe not being in front of the camera. So that is all good. So my question is, how do I bring that confidence from the podcast to the camera, basically? 
Oh, yeah. You know, I, I first want to just state it for what it is. I prefer my podcast to video. Like, I feel like I'm just so much more me. I actually prefer consuming content via podcast more than I do video because I feel, I sense, I experience people in a real richer way. So for me, when it comes to preparing to be confident on camera, because it does not come natural to me at all. It feels like a jacket that once kind of sort of fit, but then you move your arms forward. It's like, you're like, I'm going to split the seams. That's how being on camera feels for me. So the way that I have prepared myself for confidence is making sure that I have everything scripted two days before, making sure that I have a timeline written the day before. So literally, Ken, I'm saying Jasmine changes here. Jasmine takes a break here. It takes 30 minutes to reposition the camera here. So when I know my scripts and I know I'm going into, when I know the timeline and then when I know who each video is going to serve, because videos like for you, it's probably a little bit more streamlined because you're a launch strategist. So you can talk about topics that are launch related for some of the content that I'm creating. It's a little bit kind of different. It's like we do sometimes you talk about email funnels. Sometimes we talk about growth. Sometimes we talk about team building. So for me, it's easy for me to, not it's easy, it's recommended for me to identify who am I serving. And when I think about him or when I think about her, it really softens my heart and gets me out of the way. Like it's not the Jasmine show. It's me sitting at a coffee shop with Ken who has a question. And then I think, speak to Ken, speak to Steven, speak to Krista, speak to Hannah. And all of a sudden my energy shifts on camera in a way that's really different than way that comes easy to me on podcast that does not come easy to me on video. So uh, scripting, Timeline and then identifying who I'm speaking to in each video has made a big difference. So pretty much just coming a little bit more prepared and having a plan, basically. You know, that's like the secret to life, you know, <laughs> being prepared and having a plan that yeah. goes across all things. It goes across launches. It goes across grocery shopping. It goes across working out, having a plan, being strategic. Yes, yes, yes. And y'all you know, can, you know, we got to we got to do some major connections on the inside of social curator because you know a lot of curators are launching courses and they definitely need your strategy. So please 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 I would love to see you so much more sharing your brilliance but also using it as a platform to connect with other people aka shout out to Steven on a previous episode of the podcast who's beta testing a course. You know, this is what we live for, right? Like essentially Ken, you're making videos and you're making podcasts to connect with the Stevens and with the Madisons and with the of the world. So keep on creating content because it's not about you. It's about serving them. And I think that that shifts stuff a, a ton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm probably going to, I know that I got a launch coming up. So obviously I would like to put in a few videos inside of that launch and not just using posts and pictures and all that, but using videos just to get people to connect with me in a different level. Obviously. Yes. Okay. So Ken, can we geek out for a second? Because you're a yes, launch sure. strategist and I'm a launch diva. <laughs> okay. So we are very strategic when it comes to launching. So we're planning a launch for Social Curator. I'm not going to say when because it's very sub secret. So uh, launch, planning a launch for Social Curator and went through and I started itemizing, looking back at what was the highest open rates for emails, what was the highest viewed videos. And let me just save you a ton of research. For this next launch, we're going to record all of the videos on my iPhone, mm -hmm. which is bananas because the videos on the iPhone 
way outperformed videos that we had professionally produced, which is mind blowing. And our highest open rate of an email and the highest click through came from one email that said, I made this message for you. And when they went in, it was one line of text. It was like, hey, Ken, I made this for you. And it was a two-minute video that they clicked on. And it was me on my laptop saying, this is why I launched Social Curator. So when I look back at data and analytics, I need to reproduce that video, but it has to be true to the time. Like the last time we mm-hmm. launched Social Curator, it was literally a, the pandemic. And people are like, oh my God. So I'm like, I launched this because people need to show up. You have time, you know, you have make excuses. So now as we move into the next launch, I need to find the reason. Why are we open the doors? It's not like flippant. We're very strategic. Who needs us and when? If I make a video for that, and if you can open your laptop and make a video, you have the propensity to have one of the highest viewed, highest open, highest click through because you're just spitting the truth. Mm-hmm. I love the simplicity of that, though. I mean, totally. Like, I edited videos that had like 60,000 views on a $4 app on my iPhone. Like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. So I'm just like, yeah, we really need to take what we're learning. So that's going to be the encouragement. And when you make those videos on your iPhone or when you make them on your laptop, you're not thinking about Ken and you're not thinking about the launch. You're thinking about who you're serving and that changes the game. Mm, yeah, good points. Cool. Ken, how can people find you and your awesomeness and your upcoming launch? Uh, well, I would love for people to connect me on Instagram. It's Ken Westgar. So it's W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. Double and A because you're doubly double awesome. A. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously you can check out my podcast. It's called Oh My God, I'm Launching. So there's that. That's perfect. That's such a great podcast name. I have to say that's pretty awesome, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so, so, so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Hey, Jasmine. I'm like so excited. <laughs> I, I love been this. Following you since um, Creative Live to build my photography business. So amazing. Been, yeah, and then I jumped into Social Curator like December of 2018, and have never looked back. So wow, so thank you for being here. To hear is like literally has my heart beating out of my chest, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm almost famous. you are famous babe you are famous shoot oh thank you for being here thank you for being here okay so let's get into what like what do you do so i'm samantha welch i'm a wedding and family photographer in small town clarksville arkansas i am passionate about serving my community and my clients by supporting ministries and small businesses within my community oh i love it I love that. How can I serve you? So my question is, how do you feel confident putting your personality into your business? Because I feel like some days I do a pretty good job of it. And then the next day I'm this just generic photographer. That's just like, oh, I shot this beautiful session and it was super awesome. And they were super awesome. And we're all super awesome. And I just don't like coming across as that because that's not genuine to me because I want to. I mean, they're awesome and it was awesome, but you know, I want it to be more real. I don't want to just come across as like, oh, it was so great. I want to be real, you know, and portray my personality within my business. Okay. So I a hundred percent hear you and I feel you and I'm just going to give you exactly what I did. And then we're going to see how it fits for you because you can make it your own. When it came to infusing my personality, I realized that 
if I infused my personality in every single post, it became exhausting and taxing because I'm just like, how many times am I going to talk about myself in this post in relation to my clients? And you can only really say every so often how awesome, fun and amazing you are and awesome, fun and amazing the shoot was. So I've been there. I've experienced that. I will say though, that on posts that genuinely felt like they were just coming out of me. Like, let's say that you volunteered in a ministry and you photographed images and you're just like, I can't help but ooze this caption. Then you're a hundred percent in alignment. What I found to be a lot easier to infuse my personality without it being about me, about it being an amazing shoot with an amazing photographer and an amazing couple was when I carefully watched what the couple was doing, how they were interacting how they were talking to each other and how they were responding to things. So if you go back and you listen to this again, those four things, I want you to have your phone and you're going to be shooting and you're going to notice the way that if you had a couple sitting in in the grass, he helped her up and then he dusted the extra grass off her back or how he picked a a dandelion and he handed it to her and she kind of like looked away and laughed. That small detail can be the entirety of the post. John and Madison are perfect for each other. He's not above giving her a dandelion or wiping the grass off her back. Cannot wait for their post. I mean, cannot wait for their wedding. And it's just like two sentences and people are like, I know John, I know Madison. Why? A dandelion and grass? Yeah. But here's one thing that that was happening at the same time is that people now see your perspective, you are inserting yourself in the story without making it about you. Because who saw John pick the dandelion and who saw him wipe the grass off her back? Samantha. And when you become the storyteller and when you become the watcher of details and when you become the documenter, people are like, that girl, she has something special. And that was something that I noticed that I did on a subconscious level and then ended up paying off extraordinarily well in my business because later on in times, the more I did it, I would go to weddings and I would bring out my phone and write best man, Harvard, frog pond, like writing little notes. And then all of a sudden when I did their blog post that I could remember their best man during like their pledging week at Harvard made them run through a frog pond. When people read that, they're like, she remembered that? And you become the storyteller. And then what happens, which is just crazy, is that I would go to other engagement shoots and people would be like, oh, I need to be careful because Jasmine's going to write about this. Or I would go to weddings and then parents or coworkers would be like, are you going to put that in their story? And I was like, oh, oh, they're watching it through my eyes, wondering what's going to make the cut. It's very fascinating because it's not about you, but all of a sudden it becomes about you by the way that you see it. So Let's now synthesize this with social. The shoot will no longer be awesome and they're awesome and you're awesome. The shoot will be comprised of what are they saying? How are they interacting? What are the small nuances? You include that and say, I can't wait to do the thing. And then on wedding days, wedding days could be anywhere from six to 10 to 12 hours. You're just gonna bring out little notes. You're gonna write little things. You're gonna write small details. Her parents met in Virginia, relocated to Texas. She went to school at Stanford, like small little things. Those details becomes the crux of the post. You become the storyteller. You become the the designer of the moment, you become the documentor, that becomes a game changer. You're infusing your personality without making it entirely about you. And then the good part is that for the shoots that just like, it just oozes, like something happens, something magical. And you can every so often make a post about you when you're documenting. You're just like, I can't believe all this stuff happened. I felt so inspired. They're so amazing. Good, go ahead, say it. But it became authentic from you that way. Yes, that makes total sense. Total sense. 
Is there anything that's coming up for you though? Cause I see something. Um, I think sometimes I get so wrapped up in the shoot because I'm just like creating it that I sometimes miss like the small details. So I think it's going to be a fact of training my brain to just hear it and to see it instead of just literally getting really wrapped up in it and wrapped up in the couple. And then when it's over, I'm just on this, like, is that was so great. And I can't even think about why it was, you know what I mean? (laughs) Okay. So, 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 okay. Been there, done that. I want you to get wrapped up in it. I want you to lose yourself to the moment, but girl, I know this. I've been this game 12 years. When you walk from one location to another in an engagement session and you're chewing the fat on what they're watching on Netflix and how wedding planning is going, you could say, Hey guys, I'm going to bring up my phone. I just love what you did. I'm just going to write this. What are you watching on Netflix? And you're listening while they're talking and you're writing notes on a wedding day. We know when there's thrust and throttles, there's a break right before the bride goes down the aisle and you're like hiding from the church lady to not tell you what to do. We also know that as they're waiting in to go into the reception, there's that like eight to 10 minute lull where they can't find that drunk uncle to like do the announcement during that time you're writing those notes. And then after the first dance, before they put down the first meal or the people, the first line to go into the buffet, you got another five minutes to write some notes. I can tell you all the spots in the day where you can write the dang notes, but you got it. It's training yourself to see that. Yeah, that's awesome. And that was one thing that I was a little like when you said that about bringing my phone out, because I try to keep my phone hidden and just be really there. But if I'm communicating with my people, then that should be fine. Absolutely. And especially if it starts appearing in the posts, because when you do this frequently and then you bring out your phone, and you're like, Hey guys, I'm just going to write a few notes about this session. What's making it special. They're like, Oh, I can't wait to see. Then they just know. Then they just know. Yeah. Cool. That's all. Yes. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to intentionally listen and write down the details. I, I like love it. it. How can people find you on social? So I am Welch Photography underscore on Instagram. And then on Facebook, I'm Welch Photography one, like just the number one. Beautiful. Samantha, thank you. I appreciate you. Aw. And never forget, never forget, you're famous. Walk into a room and say, I'm famous. (laughs) I appreciate you. Thank you, babe. Thank you. So hi, my name is Madison Yen, and I'm a branding photographer in Denver, Colorado. I'm so happy you're here. How can I serve you, Madison? Well, so like every other photographer in the world right now, um, COVID has kind of hit business really hard. And... Um, it's just, it's just kind of thrown me for a loop. And I mean, that all to say I am in Denver, but I was, um, in Memphis a year ago. And so I'm, it's kind of like a new business, uh, location shift for me. So that has changed my in-person business already, like cutting out all my like past client base. And then, um, you know, with COVID it's just like my already small went to like nothing. And so since then I've tried to pivot and do online business. So I also have a business course out for business owners, teaching them how to do their own branding photography. And so I'm like, I'm working up that online business, you know, efforts. And I just, it's frustrating. And I guess my question is like, what do you do when you feel like nothing is really working? Where do you go? Where do you go from here? How do you prioritize like what your next steps are? You know, as business owners, you do like a million things. You got like Instagram and Facebook and podcasts and blogging. And so like, how do you pick what works? And cause you want money, like you want to 
bring people in the door. So how do you, what do you do? That's a, a very big question. And I kind of feel like, and, and it's, it's a question that deserves to be answered, but I also know that like my finite experience is not going to be the answer you deserve, but I will honor it and try my best. I can't help but feel, and I know this is not going to make you feel better, but I can't help but feel that the timing of your move was actually a good thing. Because the overlay, you had a small business moving to Denver because of the relocation that like, yeah, it sucks that you lost the little that you had, but it would have been worse if you had moved out a year ago, started to kind of build traction and then go back down. So I just want to at first express gratitude that the Mm -hmm. timing, it sucks. It sucks across the board, but it's also giving you a blank slate along with every other resident Denver photographer. So there's that. And then you have to give yourself a ton of grace because you launched a course on how to take branding photos. And that was a great pivot. And I'm glad that there was a ton of experimentation with there, but we don't really actually know the demand because branding photography is such a new niche within the industry that like that alone is a really, really, really small market. And so then then for people to take branding photos on their own within the individual branding market is even, even, even smaller. So the pool is really, really, really small. So you're trying to market and target a group of people in a really, really, really small, small, small market. So if it's not working the way that you had expected, I'm just here to say, number one, give yourself grace because it's the tiniest of tiny, tiny markets, which is not to say it's not a good decision, but for you to take a step back and be like, okay, let's get a little recalibrated. So If your goal is to continue to monetize that course and say, this is it, and I I believe that it is from what I hear from you, then your only objective medicine is to double down on making content however much you can, when you can. And making sure that the content, you know, is like how to take your own professional headshots and that video or that blog or that post goes on LinkedIn. And it's like five posing tips that would kill on Instagram or Instagram reels on how to plan for photos at home. I think that that would do much better on Facebook. It's like all the same type of content. So if you're like, Jasmine, I don't have that much time. So what I would do is I would create a core, a piece of advice, piece of advice. So 80% of the article will not change. But the 10% at the beginning and the 10% at the end will change according to the platform you are sharing it on. Okay. So it's like lighting for headshots is the same as lighting for posing is the same mm-hmm. as lighting, figure out lighting for planning your session. So that bulk can stay the same. And then you're just going to dress up the front end and the back end of your content applicable to the platform that you're on. But it is a long haul. How That's long? just it. <laughs> you know, um, you're on the front end of a niche. You are the way maker and paver. That's like asking, like, how long will it take for maternity photos to come to life or newborn photos? Like that was, that was not done in the 1950s, you know, not done in the capacity that we see it now. It's like, you're on the front end of it. We actually don't know if branding photos will ever be a niche. So not only do we not know if that's actually going to be a formal niche, we don't even know if people want to take photos of themselves in a branding capacity. So 
I do not have the answer because I don't know how the industry is shaping up, but that's not going to stop you because all of the content that you're creating at this very moment is preparing you for the next thing that you're going to do. It is making you stronger so that when you bounce back, you will have this course that could sit on evergreen and make money while you're out shooting actual branding photos. And then as a thank you gift, maybe you can give this to, uh, to other clients to say, if you're ever in a pinch, here's what you can do, but then it builds trust and they call you back. The answer isn't all that great. The answer is it's the work. It is the patience and it is the process knowing that even if the course isn't the thing that takes your business to the next level, you're doing all the things that you knew that you need to do to build out your branding business anyway. Mm-hmm. All of this is positioning you as an authority. Every piece of content sure can point to your course, but I would venture to guess that people are going to hire you to do it because people don't want to shoot it on their own. So I guess in the last year I've really been focusing cause I, I felt like, I don't know how long we're going to stay in Denver. So I've been wanting to make this move online and I haven't really been doing a lot of like geo targeting for my stuff. Cause I'm like, well, I don't want to, you know, put roots down in Denver. And then if we move somewhere else, then that's like, I lose that customer base too. So I haven't been doing a hundred percent like hashtag Denver photographer, hashtag branding Denver, like all that stuff. So, um, I, I guess I'm just like, should I start kind of digging into the Denver area? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because would you focus on, I'm sorry, would you focus on like fam? like, would you go back to like families and weddings as well? Or would you continue to like stay in that, that niche area? It depends how much it depends how bad you need the money. Yeah. I mean, because like, honestly, like there were times where things like, remember I was a photographer in 2008, which was like a big, yeah. big, huge, like economic collapse. And like, I was, I I wasn't above lowering my prices. I wasn't above doing family sessions. I had bills to pay. So if you are afforded the luxury to be like, no, I can go a hundred percent in building out that personal branding online content, then heck do that. If you aren't afforded that luxury, cause it is a luxury, then you do what you have to, you do what it has to take to pay your bills. And even if you just want to go hundred percent digital with your branding content, I would still dig my heels deep into local content because local hashtags are really, really, really effective. You start networking with people. And even if you're out in the next eight months, if you got two clients as a result of hashtags, that's a total win. So yeah. I would hundred percent dig in. Okay. Okay. Madison for Denver based people who are looking for branding photographers and for people who want to know how to take their own branding photos, how can people find you on social media? I'm on Instagram, um, at Madison underscore yen, Y E N and website is madisonyen.com. Madison yen everywhere. I own it. Good for you. I love it. Yes, girl. Yes. Own that. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for being a curator. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed this coaching session for Social Curator members. Speaking of Social Curator, mm, I might ruffle some feathers when I say this, but I believe life is too short to stare at a blank screen wondering what to post. Are you tired of your Instagram posts sitting quiet without comments or likes? Have you ever hosted a Facebook Live with zero of an audience? Is taking images for your business so daunting that you're like, I rarely have photos to post? Do you ever wonder why your followers aren't voting on your polls or engaging with your stories? Are you even ready to save time and post on social media in just minutes per day? If you are nodding your head in agreement, I'm about to reveal the secret to turning your followers into customers 
and I double pinky finger promise is real good. Social Curator is your social media marketing solution. Get back to doing what you love and use our customizable caption templates, lifestyle photos, and Instagram story sets to turn your followers into customers. On top of all these resources in our private community, I want to show you how to use your social media accounts to build your dream business using our resources, our group coaching sessions, all the tools that have helped over 21,000 business owners. If you love what you hear and you're ready to make sales on social media, mm, friend, Social Curator is for you. You can head to socialcurator.com forward slash join to join before enrollment closes this Friday, October 5th at 5 p.m. Los Angeles time. That's right, friend. The doors are closing. So run, don't walk to socialcurator.com forward slash join and join us today. I hope you have a fabulous week and I look forward to seeing you on the inside of Social Curator before we close enrollment.